Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, friends, welcome back. I'm glad you're here again for another episode. I'm going to talk about a controversial subject today. Are you ready? Yeah, I, as a, you know, functional medicine practitioner, I'm, I'm kind of not a fan. Now, before y'all go sending me hate mail, don't do that. Give me a minute. Let me explain what's happening here. But here's why I'm kind of just not a whole big fan of the whole thing. Now, conceptually, on the outside, it doesn't appear that there would be any fundamental problem with functional medicine, right? Functional medicine is dealing with the function of the body. We're applying, we're looking at or applying a medical approach, but we're looking at the function of the body, the underlying issue. So we're trying to get to the root cause. I love that. I'm 100% a fan of that. And I'm sure you are too. It's a holistic approach. It serves the whole person. We're not just looking at that you know mechanistic viewpoint of the body where we're looking at just joints or just the gut or just the brain or just the kidneys. We're not doing that. We're looking at the whole person. And we're also looking at physical health, mental health, emotional health, you know, environment, all those things combined. I think that tenet of functional medicine is great. And also the concept of functional medicine employs the use of different tools. So we might use like diet, diet logs. We're looking at, you know, testing and supplements and herbs and mind-body practices and, you know, traditional complementary type things, acupuncture, chiropractic, all the things that we know can really help and benefit a person who's trying to get well outside of the Western model. So what the heck is the problem? Well, here's my big problem. Here's my big problem. Are you ready for this? Don't do not send me hate mail. This is a free country last I knew, at least for now. <laughs> That's another story. But I I this is just my opinion. I don't like the way that traditional functional medicine has been now kind of adopted by the conventional medical model because it's now starting to swing. And I've seen this transition happen for the last four or five years, but it's starting to swing over now more medical. Now that's not in every case, but it tends to have a little bit more of the medical that's coming into it rather than being back and going back to the roots of looking at the person as a whole person and saying, what can we do to help the person? I just think that functional medicine as it stands today, and I'm being very general, is just too closely aligned with Western medicine. I don't like what it stands for. We've now got this industry of all these synthetic supplements that are owned by the pharmaceutical company. Now, why do you think the pharmaceutical companies own these supplement companies? Why do you think so? Listen, newsflash, the supplements that you are giving, if you're using those supplements and they're synthetic, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. If you are using those supplements in your practice, they make those supplements out of the same raw material that they make the pharmaceutical drugs out of. It's just a less potent version. It's just a version that can either be sold over the counter like ascorbic acid, sulfuric acid and corn syrup solids. 
That's what ascorbic acid is. In what, on what planet is ascorbic acid vitamin C? You just tell me that. When we take and react sulfuric acid with genetically modified corn syrup solids, we get a chemical reaction in a laboratory and we make a gazillion milligrams of ascorbic acid. And then we put ascorbic acid, which is just clearly a synthetic chemical reaction. It's a powder. We put it into a supplement and we call that vitamin C. That is functional medicine. And that's what I don't like. And I will get on a soapbox about this. We are using these types of supplements. And I say we, I'm talking about the functional medicine model. I can feel my hot flash coming on right now. I'm feeling it because I'm getting all worked up. I'm going to see if I can settle myself down a little bit. We use these synthetic supplements to force a reaction or a change in the body. A synthetic isolate, like ascorbic acid, to force a change in the body rather than providing foundational nutrients that allow the body to do the work on its own. Like, hey, how about you just eat a dang orange? or some cantaloupe, or something that's got vitamin C. How about that? Let's try that. Why are we giving it? Why are we giving synthetic vitamin D when we can upregulate the way that the body does? It deals with vitamin D through the skin, cholesterol, fat, kidneys, and the liver. Why are we not addressing it there? But functional medicine as it stands, this is traditional functional medicine. They're just looking at, oh, your lab test says low vitamin D, you need D. Your lab test says this, you need this. Well, who does that, what does that sound like? That sounds exactly like the medical model. And pretty soon we start supplementing with all of these synthetic nutrients and now the body becomes dependent on it. I've seen it. I used to do it before I saw the light and came over to the you know other side. But I used to do that and I would use these synthetic supplements and patients would definitely feel better. They would definitely feel better. But as soon as they stop taking the drug, quote, the supplement that's made from a crystalline powder. Now, some supplement companies are going to have a few extracts and a few herbs thrown in and all that. That's another conversation about potency, purity, you know, testing. Are the phytochemicals even there? You can label something that it say on the label that has ashwagandha in it. And how do you know it's the right potency? How do you know the right phytochemicals are there? How do you even know it's making a difference? And it might be. But these they, the companies are getting wise. And so they take the synthetic stuff, all the crystalline, you know, isolated powders, and they add in the, I think I call them token nutrients. And I know I'm I'm being critical and I, I want you to hear me. I love functional medicine when it's not taken in this medical context. But when we have a supplement and it's a bunch of junk in there, what I call junk, and then we're going to throw in a token herb or two and a token extract or two and a token few essential oils or whatever, then we're going to call that a better product. No, no. I'm saying, how about we just get back to the diet? Let's just do it the way that, that people have been doing it for hundreds of years, which is change the environment, change the person. Look at the whole person and go, how can we make this organism here, this collection of cells, this person that's sitting across from me, how can I help that person's body 
do what it needs to do on its own without having to give these synthetic isolated nutrients. So let me give you an example. Think about oxygen. So oxygen, we all need it. Everybody needs it. But we've got a built-in system in the lungs that makes a carbon dioxide to oxygen exchange, right? The little boats pull up with carbon dioxide. They dump off the carbon dioxide. They pick up the oxygen and off goes the oxygen out into the bloodstream. And it happens billions of times every day. It's a very efficient system. But how many times do we, when somebody's O2 is low, we give them oxygen? Uh, I get it. Their saturation is low. Great. Give them oxygen. But should they be on oxygen forever? No. Does uh, giving someone oxygen fix the problem? It's needed. A hundred percent. If you have a saturation of 80, they definitely need it. But if we give the oxygen long term, what's going to happen to the lungs? The lungs are just going to go, they're going to get lazy. The muscle's going to get lazy. And now the lungs aren't as efficient at making that carbon dioxide exchange. And it's not that the oxygen was a bad thing. This is the problem. We look at the body and we say, oh, you have a deficit. Let's give you the thing. Let's give you glutathione. Let's give you vitamin C. Let's give you some, you know, alpha lipoic acid. Let's give some DHEA. Yeah, don't even get me started on the hormone thing. But we're going to give, we're going to plug the hole, plug the hole, plug the hole, plug the hole, instead of looking at the whole person and saying, well, how do we get the body to do it on its own? How do we improve that CO2 exchange in the lungs? What's the problem? What's missing? Do we need calcium in the lungs? The lungs use a lot of calcium. Do we need to upregulate the, the barrier? Do we have a leaky barrier in the lung? Maybe there's some adrenal issues going on in Chinese medicine. The adrenals or the, you know, basically the, the kidney meridian, the adrenal glands are tightly related to the lungs. Maybe the lung problem is more of an endocrine problem. But all we do, and again, we, I'm just saying this concept of functional medicine is we just go, oh, your saturation's low, let's just give you oxygen. Oh, you need to detoxify, let's give a little glutathione. Or how about some, you know, some synthetic liver detox powder that's made of who Lord knows what. Do you get what I'm saying here? I, I wish I could see you and hear you right now. Some of you are probably rolling your eyes going, oh my gosh, she is on a soapbox and I don't think I like her anymore. Fine. That's okay. I like you, but it's okay. We don't have to agree. Some of you are like, yes, preach it, baby. Either wherever you are on the spectrum, it's okay. We can all have a different perspective. I just want you to hear me. I think that there's a better way. As I mentioned, I used to use some of these other supplement companies. I actually went through 10 of them. And, and I just would go, cause I wasn't getting long-term sustainable, repeatable results. So I would put a patient on these supplements. They'd get better. I'm like, okay, after two or three months, we should be able to take them off the supplements, i.e. off the oxygen and let, and they should be able to do it just fine. But what happens is I would start to decrease the supplements and say, okay, well, you know, finish that supplement. Let's see how you do. And they'd go back to not feeling good. And that was my big aha. I thought something is not right here. I should, as a clinician, as a practitioner, I should be able to work myself out of a job. Another with the patient, I should be able to get that patient to the point that they don't ever need to come and see me again. 
I can give them the tools, the knowledge, the training, the education, the resources, the clinical support that they need to get their body working the way that it needs to work so that they never have to come see me and they never have to buy another supplement for me. They can do it with maybe food and some minerals and get them to get more salt in their diet, good real salt, some minerals and maybe some adaptogens, whatever it might be. But I get them set up and then say, here, go on your merry way and do you because they're so much better. And it's not because I left them on oxygen forever. That's the problem with functional medicine as it stands today. It's just too medical. These synthetics that we use have, sometimes what they'll do is they substitute the scientific name because they don't want us to see that it's really corn syrup or it's really this or that. So they use a big long name or they'll use some completely brand new compound that's never, ever been introduced to the human body before, but they think that it looks like something else. So we're going to make a carbon copy sort of kind of maybe, and let's hope that it does the same thing in the body. And then that doesn't even mention the fact they're taking into consideration the fact that so many of the studies that are done in the nutritional world, I'm not saying all, but so many of them are incorrect. And it's because the pharmaceutical companies and these big, you know, we'll call them medical conglomerates, they can't make any money off of, you know, the patients eating an orange. So they have financial reason to keep the narrative so that we believe that these other glutathione and MTHFR and all these things, we have to have these certain supplements in order. I think it's just a narrative that they have to maintain. I know my opinion's not going to be popular, but you know, sometimes you got to just stand for what you believe in. And that's what I'm doing. This is really, I'm very passionate about this. If you can't tell, because if we can't help the body be able to repair and heal and do what it needs to do on its own so it doesn't need oxygen long-term. I'm all a fan for doing short-term intervention. I'm fine. I've had patients that I have not, they literally are like sleeping a couple hours a night. I will tell them to go get some NyQuil for Pete's sakes. Take the dang NyQuil. Let's knock your butt out so you can at least start to heal. But now while they're out, now I can start working on it and God come in through the back door and then we get them off the NyQuil. It's like taking an ibuprofen for a headache. I don't like taking them either, but if I have a really bad headache, you guarantee I'm going to take an ibuprofen because I do not want a headache, but then I'm going to go to the chiropractor. So there's a place, there's a place for this, but we lean too heavily on that and we use functional medicine as kind of the excuse, so to speak, or the I don't know what the name, it's like the, the terminology that we use. We still are using this functional medicine as a catch-all, but we're not really improving in a lot of cases, not all, but in a lot of cases, we're not really helping the patient live that improved lifestyle. So what do we do? Oh, wait, one more thing I got to say. This is another little soapbox I have. It's this whole testing thing. I get so frustrated when a patient will come to me, brand new patient, and they'll say, you know, I'm going to send you all the tests that my other functional medicine person did, you know, a couple of years ago. And I always ask them, how much did all that testing cost you? And it, invariably it's going to be between three and $5,000. And the tests all come up negative. I, I just can't, that, that I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I just can't, I can't even sleep with myself at night. I couldn't go to bed at night knowing that I ordered a whole bunch of tests for somebody They had to pay for them out of pocket and blood labs, and all the things, only to spend all that money and maybe, maybe discover the one thing that might be the underlying cause. 
Why are we doing that? Why? That's a medical way of thinking. Let's do a CAT scan. Let's do blood work. Let's do you send you in for an MRI. Let's do all the things. No, 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 no. So how, if you really want to do functional medicine right, in my opinion, we start with the basics. Everybody has the same equipment. Just like a car has the same equipment. A body's got the same equipment. Car's got a steering wheel, four tires, brake, gas, dashboard, probably a radio, windows, wipers, etc. The body's no different. So why don't we just start with the basics? The basics would be make sure they're sleeping. How about you just start there? Do what you have to do to get them sleeping so they can repair. Obviously, we want to deal with their diet. Get the things out of the diet that should not be in the diet. Start to change that. If you change the way you eat, you're going to remodel the gut. You're going to stabilize blood sugar, right? Change their diet. Get that handled. Reduce stress. Maybe use an adaptogen. One adaptogen can be a game changer for a patient. We didn't need to go do all these cortisol tests or Dutch tests and all that baloney. No. How about we just start with an adaptogen? Let's just start there. Say, oh, one bottle. Let's just try it and see what happens. And they always feel better. Always. Let's get them pooping. If they're constipated, bloated, miserable, not going regularly, got to get the waste out. Let's try that. How about we just give them a dry skin brush? Let's get those pores open. Let's start moving that lymphatic fluid around. Teach them how to dry skin brush. Dry skin brush is $20, but they could do it at home every single day. How about we start by making sure that they're digesting their food well? Like that's a, well, what do you know about that? Hello, mom. That's kindergarten right there. Make sure that they're digesting their food well. If you don't want to give them a supplement, then have them take digestive bitters. Just Angostura bitters will work for now. Just have them drink bitters with their meals and they will feel so much better. Bitters always make everybody feel better. But you can't repair a broken body if you're not breaking down your food well and extracting all of those nutrients. And we all know this is basic biochemistry. The stomach pH has got to be acidic. We have to have the right compounds in the stomach and that acid pH in order to liberate minerals, proteins, et cetera, from the food matrix. How about we just like look at the liver? Make sure that they're eating foods that are going to improve detoxification of the liver. Maybe put them on some kind of a detoxification, 21 days or 30 days or 10 days. Pick your picket, but get the liver working. Get the liver working. The liver is going to be moving those things out. Make sure they're pooping before you do a liver cleanse, though. You don't want to drive all that toxicity into the gut if they're constipated. So deal with constipation first, then the liver. What about mental health? What are they, what's their self-talk? Are they resting their mind? What's mindset? Are they meditating? What is the mental state? Is there anxiety? Is there anger? What's happening there? Address that. What about being out in nature and grounding? We forget about this. I had the most profound experience this past summer being at, uh, on the, laying on a grassy, little grassy hill, looking out over the water in Seattle. And I laid on that grass. I was especially stressed. There was a lot going on. My stress level is quite high. 
And I said, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to go lay in the sun and I'm going to lay on the grass, no blanket. No, I don't even care if the grass don't care. I just want to be on the grass. And I laid on that grass for almost five hours, slept a little, read a book, drank my water, took another little nap, listened to the birds, listened to the people talking around me. And I was close to the water. So I'm getting all those nice ions from the water. I can't tell you how much better I felt. My mind was clear. My energy was better. And some could say maybe it was because I was resting. And that could be. But I truly believe that connecting with the ground is a significant factor in how well we heal as humans. And then what about environment and these EMFs, these dang things? So talk about them, about their home. Um, get one of the meters and read to make sure that there's not a hot spot next to their bed at night. Maybe that's where that we've got electromagnetic hotspot near the bed. Maybe the electrical panel is on the outside of the house right by their bed. Maybe they're leaving their Wi-Fi on at night. Talk about using an Ethernet cable, connecting up. I know we're all so spoiled. What about those earbuds? You know, the wire. everything is wireless now. Those earbuds, that's just radiating the brain. If someone's got a memory problem and they're walking around with those dumb little white things hanging out their ears all the time, that's a hard no. So you want to start thinking about that. Look at this. Not Very little of this involves any kind of supplements per se. There's a few things in there. But these are all basic things that every person, every human, we as wellness practitioners, whether you consider yourself a functional medicine practitioner or not, fine. If you like the label, I'm good with it. I don't care as long as we move it back out of the medical side and we start thinking about it as a holistic approach. Again, like it should be, we're dealing with this functional approach. So I think it's the word medicine in there that gets me caught up, right? I'm all about the functional. I don't think I'm digging the medical side. It's still too much of a, see a leak, plug it. See a leak, plug it. Blood test low, do this. Other blood test marker high, do this. Cholesterol high, shoot the bad guy. Get the cholesterol down, should be 120. There are some functional medicine practitioners that still believe and they're full and they're full on like regular functional medicine doctors, but they still believe that cholesterol should be, you know, 150, 160, 170. And I don't believe that. I don't think it should be 500, but I don't, I think that's too low. So I think it's you, you have to put your own perspective and your own spin on your, where you're going to land in this conversation. But if we look at it on a continuum, we have conventional medicine on one side that doesn't even consider the whole body. That's just the model. There isn't, I'm not mad about that. That's just, that's their model. It's okay. And then we have all the way over on the other side of the continuum where people think that they can live and breathe by just staring at the sun, for instance, or they don't need nutrients. They can get warm water and sun. That's on the way other side. We, you and I, we got to find our spot along the continuum. Some people are going to be over on more on that functional medicine or functional medicine, conventional medicine side. Some people are going to be way swinging over here with all kinds of things, but you'd find your find your sweet spot, find the place that feels right to you. This is what feels right to me. I never, ever do a bunch of testing. The only time that I'll order a test is after I've addressed all these things and then I'm still stuck. And usually what happens when I can get through this list of 10 or so things that I gave you, sleep, diet, stress, elimination, 
food, digestion of food, upper digestion, liver, mental health and mindset, nature or grounding and environment EMFs. I think there were probably a couple more in there. When I get through those, if I still have someone who's like, none of this is touching X symptom. Now I know what tests to order. Could it be mold? Maybe it is. Maybe there's something really going on in the gut that I, that I need to work on. Maybe there's some hidden something that I need, like I need a Cyrex test or something. But what to me, why would you ask them to spend all this money on all these tests up front? How about we just go back to the basics? Let's just treat the person as a whole person. Let's give them supplements that are made from real food. That's why I love standard process and Medier. That's just my jam. And if you're listening and you don't like them, fine, you do you. And there's no judgment there. I'm fine. Everybody gets to pick what they want to pick. That's just my jam. But I really feel good about that because I want to upregulate and support the body and give the body the nutrients that it needs to help it do it on its own rather than just giving oxygen because saturation is low. Because at some point, the body's going to depend on the oxygen. It's lost the capacity to do it. It's like using desiccated products. You can't use them long term because the body gets dependent on them. And then, then what? Then you got a problem because now it got lazy. And now you have two problems. A, it's addicting. And B, the body's lazy. Now we have to go try and fix both things. Get them off of it and fix the problem that we should have been fixing in the first place. Short-term, fine. Long-term, not fine. Short-term oxygen, fine. Long-term oxygen, not fine. So don't chase deficiencies. Don't chase deficiencies. Provide the nutrients that the body needs in order for the body to do it. It's like building a muscle. We're trying to help it do its job. We want to remove interference, structural, chemical, environmental, mental interference, whatever it might be, remove the interferences, support their emotional health, make sure there's structural integrity, refer them out for energy work or massage or chiropractic. If you're a chiropractor, massage, acupuncture, whatever, do all of those things. And rely on the things that are naturally going to be part of their diet, part of their world, part of uh, new habits that you want them to begin to incorporate. And as the patient starts to feel better, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. These are all things that I can do. And I don't have a supplement bill that's $800 a month for all of these different supplements. So many things that they're going to be able to do on their own. Yes, we do have to supplement. I'm not going to say we don't. We do have to supplement because we can't get the nutrients that we need from our food. It's just a no-go. The topsoil is screwed up, but in in general. But that doesn't mean that we have to give them a supplement for everything. I think that's my bigger point. So there you go. Are we still friends? I know. I I, I was a little nervous about recording this podcast because I thought, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to control myself. I think I did a pretty good job. But now you know this is really what I believe. This is the problem with functional medicine. But there is a solution. And we can still be and love functional medicine, but we can just do it differently. Do it in a way that honors the body and honors your patient. And guess what? That patient's going to refer you to everybody because you helped them get better organically. You worked on rebuilding the body from the ground up instead of, trying to replace the cracked windows in the upper floors that are broken because the foundation is off. So fix the foundation first, always. And then 
go start letting the other things settle and fall into place. They always will because the body wants to maintain homeostasis. It wants to maintain its sense of normal balance. And that's what we're here to do is to help the body get to that place of centeredness and be homeostate, have that homeostasis happening all the time. That's what we want to have happen. And that's what I know you want as well. So shoot me a DM. And when you listen to this, shoot me a DM either on Facebook or Instagram. Let me know what you think. I really am interested in your opinion. Are you a like, think, I think you're crazy, Rhonda, or you're on the same, you're on the same page. I'd really love to know. You can find me on social at Dr. Rhonda Nelson at D-R-R-O-N-D-A Nelson. Or if you want more like this with my sassy attitude and opinion, And lots of great tips for helping you build a business that you love. You can always jump on my email list, rondanelson.com forward slash join. We'll give you a quick form, fill it out, get on my email list, and I'll be in touch with you every week. Won't spam you, but I just want to help you grow a practice that serves you, that that allows you to follow your heart, maybe take a vacation once in a while, Mm -hmm. and make an income that you are worth making. It's worth, you are hundred percent worth it because of the transformation that you're making in your patients' lives. So I'm here to help you build a super successful business, both clinically and practically. All right, friend, take care. Let me know what you think. And I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 